Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. It's so really awesome that we get to connect with all of you. And I get to interview some of the most incredible people. Uh, Here's what I want to say. First, let me say hi to Benny. Hi, Benny. Hi, Kat. How's Sean, all the producers. Uh, One of the things, Benny, is that we always look at what we are planning for 2020 for the next year. And somebody asked me if I could pick two words that I would use to describe where we're going and how I feel about things. And who asked that question? Who asked a question like that? Pat, give me two words that, you know, like I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to ask Courtney that question. Um, But they asked me two words, but, you know, like two words, two phrases, Pat, that go together to explain how you're feeling personally and about what you're doing and what next year is. And I said, here it is. I feel outraged and optimistic. 2020 is outrageous and optimistic. And so the reason that those words are so important to me is I never forgot, like ages ago, sitting across the table from Gloria Steinem. And so all you folks that are thinking, who is that? Who is that Gloria Steinem? Just go ahead and Google her. Go Google her, though, back like 60s, 70s, or whatever you're going to do back there. And you'll find out what that woman's movement was about. And one of the things Gloria said back in the day, I don't even know if Courtney knows this, One thing Gloria said back in the day when we were looking at the controversy of whether or not lesbians should be included in the women's movement. Now, I'm telling you, this is like a real thing, folks. This was for real. And there was a big debate. It's like, oh, yes. And Gloria, I just, I love her. I've had multiple opportunities. We actually gave her an award been across the table from her multiple times and she said we're all lesbians and what that did for the women's movement is it put everybody on their heels to say we are all one and what I know about this as for us as a network and what we've done in looking across the board and inviting people from all walks of life all spiritual beliefs all aspects of who you are, all things that have to do with positive, uplifting transformation. This is what 
our platform is about. And as I was reading Courtney Cottrell's book, and I was reading this, my very special guest today, and I, I read her book and I wished when I had the two words, I wished I had her two words. I wished I would have had unapologetically favored. That's what I wish. Because when we think about women leaders, how they step forward, we go beyond the word courage. We go beyond that. We have three hosts who have shows with the word courage in them right now. And what I want to say about this book and about this woman is that this is the book that if you are thinking about how to define, describe, embed, embrace courage and life, this is the book you want to give to yourself, your children, your entire family. This is what you want to do. This is the book when you're thinking, what, am I, what should I give somebody for the holidays? This is the book. Because this is a woman that's joining me here today that has stepped forward in life courageously, and you're going to hear about that, but I unapologetically, women, please, that's got to be your word for 2020, unapologetically. Courtney, it's great to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Uh I got to ask you, these two words, you know, my friend, you know, asked me those two words. What are your two words and these two words? I've got to ask you, and we're going to talk about your story. We're going to talk about your journey. We're going to talk about the book. We're going to talk about it all. But what does unapologetically truly mean to you today as you look back and now have written the book? And as you said, it's surreal. But what is the level of power that has been elevated in the word unapologetically? For me, um, and unapologetically favored, that word unapologetically means to not be scared to um, embrace your your flaws, um, your failures, your your missteps. Don't apologize. Learn from the situation, bounce back, because I'm a firm believer in how you handle your most stressful situations determines your character. Um, Being unapologetically uh, or un- unapologetic itself, um, don't apologize for your success if you are able to do that, because everybody's journey is not the same. So, you know, if you're able to succeed something more than, you know, your best friend, it's okay. If you fail and you pick yourself back up, don't apologize. Keep pressing forward and just just keep pressing forward. Keep pressing forward. That's That's it. Um, you know, as I was reading the book, and, and I don't want to give everything away, because I want people to read the book. Yeah. Um, but as I was reading the book, I was really struck by uh, our similarities in a lot of ways. My mother committed suicide when I was six, six years old. And so this idea of loneliness, despair, uh, isolation, uh, even after you've achieved all the things you've achieved, mm-hmm. people look and they say, why, why, why is that going on with you? You know, what is it about that? But that was part of your journey as well, wasn't it? It was. And and just recently, I just um, went through an event within the last three months where I had three um, 
chief petty officers, E7 in the Navy that I knew personally that committed suicide just yep. within the last month. And I went through the whole feelings coming back out again from when I was feeling depression because I was speaking with um, someone today and we're talking about it. And I said, you know, I can, I probably can relate the most or whoever has ever contemplated suicide can relate to each one of these individuals last feelings, the feelings of loneliness and depression. And, and these are the same people that if you were to work with them every day, you would have never known that they were going through things, individual battles in their life that, you know, they didn't want to share with anybody because it was a personal a personal option to not share with anybody. You know, you don't want to be a burden. So you just keep everything to yourself and you keep pressing forward. Um, so yes, it's, 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 been a, it's been a trying time for me within the last month. I want to just read something from your book because I, 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 there's so much here, but I, I got to go right to the dedication because I think this really captures what's going on with people right okay. now and why we have in the state that I live in one of the highest suicide rates there, there are. Uh, what's still happening in the LGBTQ community in terms of suicide and hate. And we're just like, let's just put that aside. But here's what you say. This book is dedicated to every person who feels as if they are the only one. Now, boy, I'll tell you, there are many people that are on the outside of the box that don't understand that. Mm -hmm. But that's because they are on the outside of the box, so Mm -hmm. to speak. That message from you, what was that meant to examine? And what I mean by that is it clearly touches the heart. But what is it that that for you represents so many people just in that one sentence, Courtney, that one sentence? So I would have to take you back to how I originally wrote, came up with the book. Yes. So November, Veterans Day last year, 2018, I wrote a post. And I don't know what came over me to write this post on Facebook, but I did. And it was touching on the fact that a lot of the times, you know, people who are not military, they see the pretty pictures, the advancements, the promotions, the countries we visit, the parties we attend, retirement ceremonies after ceremonies, but they don't see behind the curtains, the stress that we put in, the day-to-day struggles dealing with leading our junior personnel and still turning around and having to go home and face our own trials and tribulations behind our own closed doors. So I made a long post and I was not expecting to get the feedback that I did. However, when I made the post, so many people reached out to me, um, you know, behind the scenes saying, oh my God, I thought it was just me. Oh my God, I thought I was the only one that felt like I was stressed beyond, beyond control. Oh my goodness, you said everything that I was thinking, but I was so afraid to say. Oh my God, you know, I was really thinking about going to a mental health provider, but didn't know, oh, I was scared to take the first step. Thank you so much. So my dedication was for all of those people that feel like they are the only ones because we each individually think that it is just us going through hard times when we all have um, our own trials and tribulations. It might not be the same, but we all have something we can relate, relate to in regards to a struggle. And I want to just say this before we go to the break. And there's so much of this in this book. I mean, what I love about what you've done is we have to call this a book because it is a book and, and people should know how to get a copy of the book. But one of the things that I, I, I want to really talk about and address when we come back, this is really more than a book. It's an invitation to me. This is what it means to me. You know, your message in the book is an invitation. And here's, here's what I picked up. Let me just say this and then we'll go to break and come back. This is what it says. It's what the book says. 
Stop walking around surrounded by fear, despair, loneliness, confusion, and the I'm the only one mentality. Speak up. Your physical and mental health depend on you to take care of it. And then you say, I implore you to hold your head high, walk in confidence, find your purpose in life, and own it. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how Courtney did all of that and then some. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on the Tracy L. Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life. At 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at TracyLClark.com. Tune in to Knowledge Rook Radio with host Marge Potasic each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Through many experiences, Marge was led to the Knowledge Book, a gift to humanity in its transition to the Golden Age, and it provided the truth and the answers. She now shares information from the Knowledge Book with you each week on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information, visit USA.TheKnowledgeBook.net. You're listening to an encore presentation from the Transformation Talk Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. So great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to get to all the breaks today. So I just want to give like a heads up uh, for people out there. Senior Chief Petty Officer in the U.S. Navy, 
proud lesbian leader and mentor, author of unapologetically favored Courtney Cottrell joining me here. I say Cottrell. Is it Cottrell? Is that how you say it? It's Cottrell. Yeah, okay. That's what I'm saying. Um, look, this is, and I, here's the book, everybody. See that? Okay. We're going to be able to talk about a lot in this book, but there's some things we're just not going to get to. One of the things I do want to talk with you about is I said this book was more like an invitation, but it captures the essence of what your journey was like. And I'm sure you're going to do a lot of interviews and people are going to say, why did you write the book? That's not my question. Here's my question for you. Given everything you've done, including writing the book, every place you've ever been, what are the challenges and obstacles you've had to overcome to get to this very moment? Well, my first, my number one challenge is, was when I first joined in 1999, the command I went to was an all-male command, meaning there was nothing but men in this command, no females at the time. Um, the, the, the work center that I, I, I was assigned to, I was the, like the first female in this work center. Um, and the, the, the received portion that I got from this was, oh, my God, look who showed up. Why is she here? What does she want? You want to be treated equal? You know, put your own work clothes together. Put your own cranials together. And it was thrown to me in plastic bags and pieces. And I had no idea what to do with this. I had no leadership, no guidance. It was me by myself, either sink or swim. Um, so that was a very trying time in the very beginning, my first four years in the military. I was not having it. I was going to get out because how dare you, you know, treat me this way. But at the same time, it was actually fuel for me. And I said, you know what? I came here for a reason. I'm going to do this. You are not going to get the best of me. And I stood my ground and just kept pushing forward. Um, after that, it just became struggling, trying to figure out who I was and my identity and trying to fit in without, you know, taking risk of being found out through the military that I was gay. Um, and getting kicked out of the military. So struggling, trying to balance your home life um, and your, your, your work life. You want to have somebody to talk to that you can confide in at work, but you don't have that, that option because if you tell anybody, you risk losing everything that you've worked for thus far. So that was, that. those two were like the major struggles for me so far. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that we're educating people the best we could, Courtney, especially by doing interviews like this. And I can't wait till you actually have your own radio show because, you know, there are things that the public is uh, opens their eyes to and literally shakes their head and says, is, does that really go on? Is that, is that really true? Does that really go on? And I got to tell you this, um, you know, unless you've been there or been with somebody or been in their shoes, the question really becomes, how do you know what the struggles were? Let me ask you this question. What was the level of pressure for you every day? Uh, and as you describe in the book, some very, very, how should I say, uh, vulnerable situations. So the, the pressure for me every day um, was just, my struggle was, one, it was being a female. I don't like to use that as a crutch, but in the beginning of my career, that's exactly what it was. Because, um, you you know, the mindset was 
first of all, you got females in the military. Some people, the people that were in the military at that time didn't think females should be in the military, just like they didn't think gays and lesbians should be in the military. So I'm like dual had it and it's like, oh my goodness. Um, so that <laughs> pressure was there to be the best that I could be, prove that I could do my job just as well as the next man could, and to prove that my, my identity had nothing to do with my, my job. I could not do my job, my personal life is my personal life. However, still again, you know, I wasn't able to speak about it um, and being found out. So I kept it up to myself, but the pressure to do well and, and prove that I was capable just like the next person, that was, that was my pressure. It still is sometimes to this day, so. How hard is it to be unapologetic? Oh, I have learned. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I have like... learned over the years. It, for some that are starting now, it is not that easy because you do want to feel like you have to apologize or you don't want to do things because you don't want a person to feel a certain way. You know, after a while, you have to begin to take care of yourself and realize that your life is your life. You have 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do with your 24 hours in a day? Are you going to sit around and, you know, feel bad for not wanting to do something when you have an opportunity to present it to you? No, if that opportunity is there, take it. If somebody else doesn't want to take it, that is on them. Live your life to the fullest. On your worst day, have your best day. Because you only get one chance. This is not a practice. This is a real game. One life, that's it. Unapologetic, that it, it is so easy for me to say, you know what, I would not apologize for my, my past mistakes. I learn and I move forward and just keep pushing forward. You know, one of the things I read in the book, and it's, it's, it's one expression or one sentence in the book, but it really sums up a lot of things. And, you know, I think this is an interesting uh, phrase. And I am not sure that folks truly understand the, the depth by which women in general, right, mm -hmm. in general, go through levels of oppression, whether it's in the workplace, but even in the military, I mean, I can't even imagine in the military. Uh, you know, one of our hosts today is a, 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 a woman and she was on one of our other host show yesterday talking about, I, my God, I work with her personally, talking about how she went from Lawrence to Laura, a major in the Air Force. I mean, these are the kind of conversations we're having and need to have now. Mm -hmm. And so your book and what you come out and talk about capture, captures the essence of why so many people are given up Mm -hmm. that's why for me outraged and optimistic i'm sorry people want me to change that they're like pat that does not sound like you well it kind of is a little bit mm -hmm. i mean come on this is a network that has both god talk a channel and psychic talk on it maybe if i ignore the way i feel it will go away maybe if i ignore the way i feel it will go away I have to bring that up because we are dealing with multi-generational people mm -hmm. that are trying to hide the way they feel. Now, if you are a gay woman and you go through the lifetime and you see if you're you're not quite as old as I am, I'm just saying <laughs> right there. Don't you say it, Courtney. Um, I can take you back to places like Stonewall. Mm -hmm. I was there. Mm -hmm. I could take you there. I could take you to places like, okay, am I allowed to say it? 
bra burning in Atlantic City with a bunch of other crazy women. We could go there. But never, never did I imagine that folks in the military, like what you went through, would become experts at hiding what you feel. And can, I just want you to talk to what that was like on the inside for you. And, and if you're like me, you have a million compromises that you do to portray something different on the outside. Was that happening for you? That is exactly what I went through. Um, hiding the way I felt. Um, and it can go for anybody hiding anything they're going through in their life. Yep. But personally for me, um, and unapologetically favored, um, I was speaking about the fact that I was living my life for other people. I was doing what other people expected me to do. I was living up to their expectations, but I was not happy. So I was hoping that the way I was feeling with me liking girls and me, you know, having these, these feelings I couldn't talk about to anyone because I didn't know anyone really liked me at the time. Um, I would try to suppress that. I did what the world thought I should do, get married, have a kid, have a job, let the man run the household. You know, that was what, what I was brought up on. So that is what I thought I had to do. And I wasn't happy. No matter what I did, I wasn't happy. I tried. And it was, you know, if I hide the way I feel, maybe I can just get through this and my life would be okay. And, and that's the problem. A lot of us hide it, but then we take refuge in an alcohol bottle or we take it in drugs or we find something that, that will take our mind off of what we're going through just so that we can just make it through. Um, yeah, so I just hid who I was for a very long time, hoping that the pain and despair and the, you know, confusion would just go away and I would have to deal with it. Well, Here's what we're going to talk about. My friend, uh, I think, picked up some some phrase. Uh, it must be a, something that happened in the political arena recently. And the phrase she now uses, but kind of not the way it was meant, is get over it. And I was asking, I said, why are you, who's that for? She said, that is for when we look at the world and we look at people that talk about we are all one and we are all equal, but their behavior is different, we have to have a new way to approach it. When we come back, we're going to talk about what it is that forms great leaders and how has this experience literally created a platform for Courtney to set the by the bar really high and yet achievable to learn how to be authentic, true, unapologetic leaders in the world, because that's what Courtney Control is doing. That's exactly what this book is about. That's what her life is about. And I venture to say, I am waiting for the movie. Let's take a short <laughs> break. We'll be right back. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. 
The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The Power of Inspiration and Awakening Radio with Juliet Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific will take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy Obear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy Obear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet, welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit BurnBrightToday.com. You're listening to an encore presentation from the Transformation Talk Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Uh, thank you. Thank you, all of the folks on Facebook. Thank you for the people that are watching and listening to this, uh, perhaps on a weekend, perhaps you're downloading the podcast. Um, I want to thank all of you amazing listeners for now 16 years. It's great. And 10 years on TTR. We're coming up with our anniversary and we've got some very cool things planned for you, including AI for the soul. Um, what I want to say is that every once in a while, uh, and Jessica did a post. Uh, Kat, I don't know if you found that post on Facebook she did, uh, where I, I didn't know Jessica did the post. And if you read that post, she asked the question about why about why and she shares something i didn't know jessica like did this right until she, i saw it this morning and then she told me and i thought wow that isn't it and wow isn't that an interesting picture of me i actually look like i'm contemplating because the word why is important and we're gonna we're gonna explore this with courtney but before we do courtney two things how do people get a copy of the book and i know kat you're putting that all over facebook but how do you how do you how do people get a copy of the book and how do they find out more about you? So my book is currently pre-selling on amazon.com and on Barnes and Noble. And um, to follow me through this, this exciting journey, you can log onto my website at www.unapologeticallyfavored.com. And I will be reposting all of my interviews um, that I do along this, along this course. Yeah. Um, so for me, this is the question 
uh, and I don't know, Kat, if you found that post that Jessica did uh, for me. Um, it's, it's this, and I'm going to ask this question to you because I saw what Jessica posted and I saw the picture of me. I, you know, I, this was at the video shoot with John Legend, right? And I'm sitting there. I don't even know like how she took this picture. Uh, but Kat, it's on my um, uh, Facebook page. See, this is how ignorant I am about the whole social media thing. But this is the question. And I've got to ask you this question, Courtney, because I want to talk about your role, your leadership role, but I was also inspired by you in the rebuilding who I am. So here's the question. So beautifully put by Jessica. What is your why? Why? My why um, is my village. My why are the people around me that I have worked with for the last 20 years been in the military. When I look at them coming into work every day, I am one of those people that I can read people sometimes. I know when you're having a bad day. I know when something's not right with you or you're not your happy, jovial face. And when I talk to you and you're like, you know, I don't understand and I don't get why this is happening to me or why I'm moving from one position to another. Or, And I tell people, you know, everybody has a purpose in life. Everybody has a plan. Your path and my path, the next person's path, they're not gonna always be the same. We're all being set up for something great within our lives. Um, and that's what should keep you going to figure out your purpose. Um, they are my why. They are why I do what I do. They are why I love talking about leadership, why I want to make sure that you know people hear the truth, that they get the real and raw story from me so they know that, hey, not everybody is perfect. Even great leaders have mistakes. Even they have failure in life. But if they can overcome, then maybe I can too. And that'll motivate them to keep pressing forward. You know, I want to ask you this question because I've taken a lot of heat for this question, Courtney, over the years, right? Um, at the beginning of my show, and this has always been, I think, right, Benny, this has been pretty much the same question that's been on the intro for like forever. Um, if you listen to the opening and the closing for the show, what you hear is the question, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And that is a question that many people have said to me, you should change it, Pat. It should be more like, what would you do if you knew you could succeed? But see, I don't relate to that because I have learned from my failures. And Courtney, I have made a lot of mistakes in my life. I'm serious about it. You know, beyond my mom committing suicide, I was homeless at 17. I was arrested at 19. And I thought I was going to go to jail for the rest of my life for something that I didn't do. Mm -hmm. And when people from my high school, like the reunion, they track you down and they're like, are you Patricia Basile from Plainfield High School? And I'm like, yeah. They said, no. We thought you were like dead or like incarcerated. Um, and I said, we all have the opportunity every day to reinvent ourselves. Let me ask you, what was rebuilding who you are? What was that, what was that like for you? Um, it, was a, it was a slow process. <laughs> yeah. It was a slow process. Yeah. Uh, but it, I succeeded you know, at the, in the end of it. Um, but that, that for me, rebuilding who I am, um, 
it was me shedding all the dead weight, all the dead people that I had around me that were not investing in me, that were not pouring in into me um, to help me succeed. And I learned at while I was being rebuilt through my mentors and leaders in the Navy that people will only invest in other people that they know they will get a, a return from. Yeah. So we don't we don't waste our time on people we know are not going to listen to us. Yeah. So we will waste all of our energy, time, and effort on people that we know have potential. So I had to sit back one day and ask myself, why are all these people trying to set me up for success? Why am I being selected to go? feel different positions when I'm pretty sure there are other qualified people to do the same job. I had to stop asking why and just say, okay, you know, I'm going to go do this. And with each step, I learned more. I received greater leadership qualities. Um, and then I was selected for something higher than what I was at. Then I learned from that situation and I, and it just kept going up the ladder, kept going up the ladder. Um, it, it was, it was slow cause I was very standoffish. I didn't want to do it. You know, it's fairly of the unknown which we all have, but I learned how to let down my guard and trust the process. And I slowly started rebuilding myself and getting myself back together and understanding why I was going down the paths and the roads that I was going down through my life. Yeah. You know, Courtney, I want to ask you this, and let's go ahead and skip the break, Benny and Kat and uh, Sean, if you don't mind. Um, when I got to the part of your book, chapter 24 on fear, I thought, okay, I got to talk to her about this. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, face everything and rise. We are all favored. Yeah. I don't know what your spiritual belief is, but I have a spiritual belief in a very benevolent entity. Some people say God, some people say other things, but I really do believe in this. Mm -hmm. And I do believe we're all favored. But it is hard to remember that. And I want to ask you, when you wrote this chapter on fear, you certainly had to be thinking about all of the years of your life that you kept inside of you a secret. And then the day came where you said no mas. And I want to ask you, can you pinpoint when that was and tell us how that process was? That, that, that one specific point that made me say, you know, no more, I will not apologize. Um, I'm a, I'm a be who I am and I'm gonna keep pushing forward, um, was around 2016 or 2000, yeah, 2016 for me, I'm going through some leadership complications at one of my commands. And, um, I had, a a, a pastor that was at the command that he was told the story of what I was going through at the time from some, from some good girlfriends of mine. And I was just in my mood, I was over it. And he was telling me the story of Ruth. And at the end, you know, I said, well, well, what does that story have to do with me? And he said, well, are you, you know, are you angry because, you know, this person that you're mad at will not apologize to you? Or are you mad because you are favored? Because you keep getting blessed. You keep getting put in positions. Things keep working in your favor. And I said, you know what? No more. That was when I, I had had enough. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna do what I have to do. I'm gonna rise above those who think that I shouldn't be where I'm at today. No more will I apologize, you know, for the people that I know, the connections and network that I have, the success that has, you know, been bestowed upon me thus far. No more will I apologize for that because this was my life. This was the plan that was set for me. 
I can't speak on everybody else's life. I can only speak on mine and my experiences. So you can't get mad. Same 24 hours in a day, everyone has that. Use yours to make yourself successful the same way I have so far. So that was my, that was my pinpoint. And people are going to go to your page and they're going to look at your book. And what they're going to find is they're going to find a synopsis on you, your story. And what they're going to find is where you live, of course, uh, North Carolina, where my mama was born. Mm -hmm. um, and your military experience. You've been on the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower, USS They're going to read all of that. But what I want them to hear from you, right? a powerful woman, a leader, uh, beyond a testimony, a role model for those suffering. You are that. And if people haven't told you that, I'm going to tell you that. And then you're going to listen to this clip over and over again when you start to doubt yourself. Because sometimes doubt seeps in. Mm -hmm. I have found that doubt is the most insidious of emotions we can absorb in ourselves and tell ourselves. And I want to, I want to just speak to you about this uh, in this one question. In the world now, and you're out and about, and this is a fabulous book, by the way, and you're talking about it and you're doing these shows and you're going to have a, you're going to have a party, a celebration. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, how do you describe yourself today and what I mean by that is people look at you they look at me and they think these two got it going on they don't look at you and me and and read the line in your bio that says battle depression suicidal thoughts mental health issues I don't they don't look at us like that mm -hmm. but honestly just think about it mom commits suicide at six homeless at 17 and arrested 19 you think maybe there's something that happened there with me at a teenager right but for you is part of your journey to help others rise above all that. Yes, that is, that's my number one. Um, I think for me, that's my number one passion. I love seeing, you know, we, we all have limiting beliefs. We all have, you know, beliefs already built into our minds, you know, according to the environment that we're raised in to where there's a gate. You can't get any further than this because in this community or this neighborhood or this city or state or town, we don't do any more than this. This is it. You, once you reach this pinnacle, that's it. There's no going, you can't break free from that. So I love working with people and giving them a, just a little bit, a small goal for them to achieve. And then they see the fruit of their labor and they're like, wow, I can do this. So then that motivates them to want to do a little bit more. So I give them a little bit more and they achieve that. And it's like the greatest thing. I love seeing people being excited about, you know, what they can achieve. And they realize that they don't have, you don't have to limit yourself. There is so much out in this world to gain if you go out and just figure out a way to get it and let somebody help you along the way. I got to tell you, wait till you see the transcript of this show. You're going to be like, okay, I hope, <laughs> I hope you have a PR agent that's going to get you a whole lot of speaking gigs. And again, if you don't, you call, call my phone number. Um, I won't talk about the love of your life. Oh, Tiffany. It's in the book. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm only going to talk about what's in the book. I'm not going to put you on the spot. But I love that you shared the exchange. Mm -hmm. I love that you included this in the book. Right? Because something happens 
when we find the love of our lives, something changes. And I, I want to ask you, what was revealed to you about you in experiencing that level of love? What I learned about myself over what's been like the past five, six years is that it's okay to not always you can you can be a Batman, but sometimes it's okay to be a Robin. I can take the back I can take a back seat every now and then and let somebody lead me instead of me always being the leader. So I've learned how to humble myself. I learned to trust, which is a big one. Learned to trust that you know people, after, even after all I've been through, people are not out to get me. Um, because sometimes you can build up that defense mechanism when you don't trust a lot of people. But I've learned to trust. And she has been my saving grace with everything. She has been my number one fan, especially with the launching of this book and everything that's coming with it. Um, she has she has really been selfless during this whole process. And I could not be, I couldn't be any happier right now at all. I know. Didn't she even set up the like the room you're in for this deal? She did. Yeah. <laughs> she did. Where is she? She's actually at work right now. She has uh, right. built on inspections and things. And Good things. thing for her. Um, <laughs> But I love that you shared this in the book, and I love you shared your vulnerability, right? And I want to ask you about that because this last part of what I want to talk with you about is the part that doesn't get talked about. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people look at me, and my, a friend of mine a long time ago said, I got, I got you pegged now, Pat. And uh, they, she's, my friend uh, said to me, here's the deal. Nobody knows this, but they're going to get to know this about you. You're like a coconut. And I, <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? I'm like a coconut. And they said, have you ever tried to crack open a coconut? I said, yeah. Number one, that is not what you do to a coconut. I actually learned how to do this. I said, but yeah, but what do you mean? They said, man, you as hard as you know what on the outside, but you are so juicy on the inside. <laughs> if there was a fruit to describe who you are, I hate this question, but I had to ask it. If there was a way, a metaphor to describe you, whether it's vegetable, mineral, what would that be? Now, I got to tell you that when I got that feedback, I was like a little not happy, but it really is true. I am really, I am really on the inside, a real pushover, but I'm from New York. So I come across a little bit not. How would you describe yourself? I always describe myself as an Eminem. I'm like an Eminem. Like, All right. I, I, I'm firm. Um, you can you can break me a little bit, but I'm not going to really break break under pressure. Um, I'm like crack, but I'm not going to fall apart. So I always describe myself as an Eminem, and the more you warm me up, y'all melt. <laughs> I will become really sweet. So <laughs> okay, you heard it here, everybody. So like you know, like all these, yeah. And you know, by the way, the Eminems. Once you have one, you need to have like a lot. Can't eat just one. You can't eat just one. Um, I want to just cover this last part because this is the part that doesn't get talked about. There's so much in your book. I want to, I want to just congratulate you. And I want to just tell folks, go to the website, Unapologetically Favored. And hopefully you'll put up your own website soon. Call me. <laughs> uh, this next part I have found in my personal life has been a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember this scenario when I was when I was young, right? When I was 19 and 
being accused of something I didn't do. And I tried to call my parents, but again, I was kicked out of home at a real young age. Mm -hmm. Family and talking to family about who we are and then who we become. This, I think, could, is the most important leadership role I think you could take now, is helping others with the communication about who they are and who they want to become. How difficult was it for you to be out, to write the book, to talk to family, to talk to friends? Or did most people kind of say the same thing they said to me? Newsflash, nobody here is surprised, Pat. <laughs> what was it like for you? Um, well, first, when I, when I started writing a book, and it wasn't, it wasn't that hard for me because I had already started, I was already at the point where I was, I was confident in who I was. I was able to walk with my head held high and just say, this is who I am. Either you're going to like me or you're not. And again, I will not, I'm not going to apologize for this, you know? Um, so it was easier for me um, writing this book and, and, and making sure that, you know, I was transparent as possible because I didn't know who I was going to touch. I didn't know who needs to hear what part of my life so they could relate. Uh, so they could it'll make it easier on them to say, I can get through this as well. Um, so coming out, um, I think everybody kind of already knew, but 90% of them were pretty surprised because I guess in their heads, they think that's being look a certain way or, you know, and so even to this day, I still get, you're married to a woman? And it's like, yes, I never would have thought about that. I mean, but at the same time, it's like, why would you need to think about that? Because, you know, life is, it is what it is. We got the same early issues everybody else has. It's nothing new. So for me, I was okay with doing it because I was already at that moment where I was comfortable in my skin. So it was very simple. I, I, you know, for me, I think it's important because, you know, um, I think, Courtney, I think one of the greatest struggles and reasons for people to be isolated, right? You know, for people not to talk about, you know, I'm gay, I'm transgender, I'm this, I'm that, I have HIV, I have this, I've been this. It's like suffering in silence. Yes. is the solution, but yes. it isn't the solution. Mm -hmm. What's your message? Uh, I know we got like three minutes left. What is your message? Especially because you are so humble in this journey. And clearly here today, people can see that. But what have you learned along the way about that particular part, that part where it's not just about coming out. It's about saying no more to the secrets, to hiding, to going to dances with men if you're a woman and, you know, women if you're a man, to do all of that facade. What is the message for folks around that? What have you learned? You, you have to be, you have to first love yourself. That's the number one thing. Once you start, you know, becoming comfortable in who you are, you build that love for yourself. Once you have that love, that confidence begins to set in and you, you kind of, you know, stand tall and just, um, just know that people are going to say what they're going to say. But those same people don't pay your bills. Those same people don't pay you your paycheck. Let them talk. But once you start owning, you know, your, your area of responsibility, you own your purpose in life, you own who you are as an individual, you know, and you just take life by the, by the helm and say, I got this, people will start to fold in and respect you because they know that they can't break you anymore. And they start gravitating towards you because now they want to know, how did you become so confident? 
how did you become, you know, happy every day? You're handling life like with ease and nothing stresses you out. You, you have to have the confidence in yourself. Without that, you will never make it. it you will just always fold. And people are going to pick on you because you are weak and it's easy access. For some reason, we love, people love seeing other people's faults and failures and just nitpick at it. But when you start showing people that that nitpick and it's not going to bother you, they'll become your best friends. So just the confidence piece is my message to everybody. You got to have confidence in everything that you do. Yeah. I'm learning that lesson in the weirdest way. <laughs> I play ping pong at a competitive level. Like ping pong. ping pong. Person. My mom loves ping pong. <laughs> she does. Tell her it's on. It, it has to be. I'm like, mom, I will not play this game with you. Where, where is she? Where does she live? She, she lives by you? Oh, no, she's I, in North Carolina. I'm on it. <laughs> uh, your mom and I, we're going to get it on. We're going to play it. Um, but the reason I bring it up is every point in time in our lives is an opportunity. And there's either an opportunity for us to stand tall, right? To become a proud woman, mm -hmm. a leader, mm -hmm. uh, and be your own testimony yeah. for your life and for others, every moment. And you really are the epitome of all of that. Thank you. Um, beyond this book, you have a very bright and powerful future. And I just want you to know that if there are moments where you doubt yourself, or perhaps there are moments where you're thinking, why did I do this? Uh, you have my cell phone, you can call me. Thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, and what's your, what's your mom's name? Gwen. When it's on, <laughs> it's on. She's gonna love that. I get the plane ticket, it's gonna be on. We're gonna have to have a different kind of book party with me and your mom. There you go. All right, last question, personal message. What would you like to leave us with? And thank you so much, Courtney, for everything. Thank you for having me. Um, I just want people to, you know, as my dedication says, please, you know, if, there, if something's going on in your life, please speak up and speak out about it. Um, your mental and physical health depend on it. You know, you got to walk around with your confidence, hold your head up high, find your purpose and just and just bask in it. And it will your life will change forever. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. You've just heard an encore presentation from the Transformation Talk Radio Network. For more information about the network, visit TransformationTalkRadio.com.